I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by Undeniably Dairy. Dairy farmers are more than farmers. They're climate caretakers. They see water as a precious resource. Most farmers recycle water up to four times, from chilling the milk to irrigating the crops. And some even use technology to turn manure into renewable energy. To learn more about what dairy farmers are doing to make their farms more sustainable, visit usdairy.com. Coming up on TMS, I don't like spaghetti bolognese. Other than the wiener one, I'm factory fresh. Patience Rawbone was my Quaker stripper name. Rearrangeable and mountable. You want the tooth? You can't handle the tooth! Take your left turn at Green Boots. Dr. Shobotnik. Have you experienced cuppage? Knees taste like chicken. This is not the mountain I wish to die on. I'd watch Rufus change his clothes. Usually you're pushed. Jane quit quit. Bill can build it, but he nintend won't. Diapers and concrete with Bobby and more on this episode of The Morning Stream. Well, boys, this has been real educational and now, but now let's part with that old EA Sports saying, get the f- out of my building. You like the smell of fish? The morning stream. Yeah. I'm the captain now. All right, whatever. <laughs> I don't know what happened there, but we'll just let it be. <laughs> We'll just let it breathe. It's totally fine. Yes, let it. Let, yeah, we'll just let that uh, soak in. And, let, it, uh, let it be what it's yeah. going to be. It's fine. Uh, hey, everybody! It's Tuesday, May twenty third for the morning stream. I'm Scott Johnson with Brian Ibbett. Hi, Brian. Oh, hi, Scott. How hi. are you? Hi, I'm all right. I, uh, uh, I I realize that we did this already in pre show, but I would like people to know about your cool uh, your coin holders. You should put them on oh, Etsy. You should put yeah. them up. Put yeah, them on well, Etsy. I'll put them up on like um, Etsy or. Um, I still need to get my Shopify site going, but uh, yeah, challenge coin holders for those of you watching the stream. Look at oh, that. here's another awesome challenge coin oh. uh, featuring Scott and Brian on a lady's leg, Ooh. sitting on a lady's leg named That's Vicky. A very Look recent one, yeah. It's right there, and they're rearrangeable and mountable and all that. Stuff. Watch for watch for more information, everyone. We'll let That's you know. Right. That's right. These uh, I might, you know, I might just make the STLs available and let people we'll print see. them. Yeah. Yeah. Do you just sell? Do you sell STLs, or do you just give that out? What do you do? These, I think, I would just give out. Okay. Well, you're yeah, feeling very I'm a generous. Nice guy. Yeah, you're a generous guy today. Yeah, I'm a nice guy. Just giving shit away. 
you know? Yeah, exactly. Left and right. Um, exactly, yeah. Let's talk about some stuff. I um, uh, yeah. have this dental appointment today, so everything on the show today is designed to distract me from that, all right? Because <laughs> I really sure. don't want to go. I'm just not in the mood. Yep. I don't know why. I'm just irritated about it. Maybe it's because I just had one fixed, and now I'm immediately going back for a new one, and it's just annoying me. Mm-hmm. Um, so I found something that's very distracting. This was okay. sent to me via a, uh, a listener via Twitter. Yeah. You know, the Twitter. Oh, yeah, the Twitter. The Twitter. Which uh, I've slowly been, I don't know about coming back to. I guess I've been kind of coming back to it, but mm. still not posting a whole lot there. But I'm still, uh, I'm still more weaned off than usual. I post, I still post about the same amount, but I don't read it like I used to. I sort of yeah. stay away from my timeline. Or my yeah, I timeline. still only read when somebody mentions me. Yeah. <laughs> like idea. when they tell me to stop singing at the beginning of Film Sack. Did they, do, did they tell you to not do that? One person, one person says, uh, Oh. Uh, with the abbreviation FTLOG for the love of God. Oh, he didn't like that. That's funny because most people like love it. it. Yeah. So there's always somebody. Do, dude. Uh, always somebody. My next one, I'm going to do a, a song. Uh, I got to figure out a good song where the uh, lead vocalist just talks. You know, maybe it's like everyone's free to wear sunscreen, and I'll just do that one dedicated to him. Yeah. Yeah, remember his name. Let's let's drag him out in the public eye. Right. <laughs> uh, this is, so this original post came from Isabella Rosner. I don't know who she is, but she uh, she's doing some research. And she came across, according to her tweet, a lot of good 17th and 18th century Quaker names during her research because she's working on her thesis and has something to do yeah. with U.S. history yeah. and uh, stuff like that. Anyway, uh, it says, now that my thesis is done and the submission is near... It's time to share more than 90 of the wildest early Quaker names I found in alphabetical order. So I found this, or she posted this list, and it's been making the rounds um, on the tweets. Uh, But I thought it'd be fun for us to see who we think we'd be here. Uh, Yeah. Oh, my God. There's so many great names in here. And there's a big list. So it's, I'm not going to read them all, but it's things like Babel Gibson, uh, Broad Shield. Yeah, that's a good one. Broadbank Plant is a good one. Uh, yeah. Comfort Cripes. I can't believe these are, these are actual people, by the way. Actual people's name. Hester Chester. <laughs> yeah, Hester Chester. <laughs> Eustace Cockery is pretty good. Yeah. Uh, Thankful Tune. Uh, there's one on here. Where is it? Uh, something Rawbone. What's the name? Oh, pa- <laughs> really? uh, Patience Rawbone. Pretty good. Oh. <clears throat> Old Obedience Adams. wearing. <laughs> yep. That one's pretty good. I like uh, Jane Quit Quit. That's a name. Oh, that's good. I like the repeating ones. Like my favorite, I think, is Wild Wild. Yeah, Wild Wild's <laughs> pretty good. Ruben Rawbone. I remember related to Ruben patients. Ruben Rawbone. I guess. That's great. Uh, Temperance Poor. Oh man, she's a sad problem. Uh, Squire Boone. And these great. So if you yeah, had to pick yeah. one of these, and you're let's say you're a Quaker, you're like, yeah, I'm doing that sure. Quaker that Quaker life, yo. Um, what are these? Which ones do these uh, do you? Well, adopt? I can tell you which one I'd pick for you. Can What's I tell that? you which one I'd pick for you? Yeah. What? What? What would it be? <laughs> return towel. Ret- oh, no way. Return towel. Is that real? Return towel. <laughs> what column is that in? That's in the uh, far right column, about sixth, seventh one down. Oh, my gosh. Return towel. Return towel. It's got the E's on it, like ta- like old uh, shoppy. <laughs> towel. Yeah, yeah, towel. Yeah. Okay, I'm going to give you. Um, okay. <laughs> hold on a second. Oh, please let it be Furley Loosevelt. <laughs> Furley Loosevelt. Come on, please. Furley Loosevelt. <laughs> Uh, no, I'm going to give you, um, I'm trying to find a good one. I'll give you, I don't know. How about experience cuppage? Experience cuppage. That's your name. 
Experience Cuppage. Is that a great name? That's such a great name. If you look about halfway, a little more than halfway down the middle, uh, there's Jesus Christ was there. Yeah. He was right a Quaker. Job Bland. Yeah. Or probably Job. It's probably Job Bland. Probably Joe yeah. Bland, yeah. So look at him, right? Uh, you got Genix Dry, Jesus Christ, and Job Bland. <laughs> Hell of a thing. Anyway, I just I thought hope, this was... I hope a- I can meet Jane Snowball at some point, though. Well, you have to... Oh, is, is, is she any relation to Jane Delight? Oh, Hopefully. my gosh. Maybe. Yeah, but not Jane Quitquit, which no. you mentioned earlier. Yeah. Experience Cuppage, Brian. That's your new name. Isabel Buttery. Yep. <laughs> Const- Constant Groom is pretty good. Oh, that's good too. Yeah. yeah. Comfort Cripes, I mentioned. Corn Russell. Yeah, Corn Russell. Corn Russell. Yeah. Digworthy Marshall. These are great. Anyway. Charity Nut. <laughs> a lot of these have the extra E, don't they? They do, yeah. That must yeah. have been a thing. Like gay poop. Gay poop. Yep. Gay G- poopy. Yeah, gay poopy. <laughs> Which is just as good as gay poop, yeah. really. Maybe G- even better. G E A or G E Y poop with an E at the end. It's crazy. Poopy. Gay's band. Oh no, Gay's band. Yeah, I like a good gay band. There's nothing wrong with yeah. that. Yeah. Hercules Cross. Oh, these are great. Anyway, I just thought it'd be fun to bring. Thankful up tune. Thankful tune. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of your uh, secondary Warcraft characters you give. Gold it is. To. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, they're yes. very thankful. And what you give them to get uh, 10, 10 experience points. Indeed. Uh, all right. One other thing. Yes. We've been talking about this. Would the cats eat us? Would the dogs eat us? Yeah. Would we eat yeah. the dogs? You know, all that. <laughs> Somebody's... Would, would the toddler eat us? I think was one too. Yeah, yeah. I think the top would the two-year-old eat Brian in a in an elevator that was stuck for right. 10 years or whatever. Well, here's the deal. Somebody sent us this um, this bit of uh, weirdness from... Uh, this is from a listener regarding the issue of eating your humans. This influencer okay. says... She put part of her knee removed during surgery into a spaghetti bolognese and fed it to herself and her partner. Now, what makes this... Influencers are the worst. They are the worst. What makes it... Let me tell you what makes it worse. This freaking photo. Oh, no, there's a photo. Let me see. Yeah, and all I see are knee parts. And I know that's not what all I'm looking at here. <laughs> right. You know, all you're, you're seeing, you know, probably a lot of uh, beef. I guess, yeah. you know, it's a beef bolognese. Yeah. But yes, all you can think of is that some of those pieces of meat are, are not meat. Yeah. Are or these noodles meat. here are like cartilage or something. Yeah. Or yeah. a kneecap is just under the surface. Gross. Oh, that's just a, that's just a stock photo of bolognese. That's not. Is uh, it? It's not the real one? Okay. Good. Yeah. This whole time I've been just looking for bits in there. Um, Anyway, here's how this goes. This is a Spanish 30-year-old content creator with 2 million followers on Instagram. Uh She's a host of the Club 113 podcast. Never heard of it. She had part of her knee cartilage called the meniscus removed during surgery following an injury. Doctor asked her if she wanted to keep it. She said, I told him yes. Uh, First of all, what doctor ever says can you keep it? I never had one do that with anything I had removed. Did your doctor ever do uh, that with you? They're like, do you want to keep uh, it? Really, all it would have been was, uh, <laughs> I think the only part of my body that uh, that that has been taken from me uh, would have been uh, just a few hours after I was born. Uh, oh, you never had a, um, have you ever had like a surgery a, or anything? Never had a gallbladder out or a, I guess you don't have your, well, you can't have your gallbladder out, but like a. Well, you can have your gallbladder uh, out, yeah. You can totally take yeah. that out. Um, totally have that out. As a matter of uh, fact, uh, April Ness hers had is it, out? called it Galbert, and she was able to keep hers. All right, so it's this girl chat, and she she ate part of her knee. 
That's gross. I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't do it. So what no. I guess what I'm saying is this isn't the same as will the baby eat us or will the dog eat us? This is no. someone eating no. themselves. This, this is, this is uh, something I wouldn't do unless I wanted a bunch of followers and likes on TikTok slash YouTube. Ding, ding, ding. I think you nailed There's, it. Yeah. Yeah. Would you? I really like, I like her phrase. According to Gonu, people eat the bones, cartilage, and other parts of, quote, worse animals, quote, end quote. So what she did wasn't that weird, she said. Worse animals than what? Worse animals? I don't understand I don't know. that. No, Influencer? Pretty low. Pretty, pretty low on the animals list. <laughs> yeah. I tend to agree. Um, so yeah. if you, um, I mean, you know, the truth is we eat like a chicken, right? And we'll tear it apart and there's like. You will. Yes. All the stuff and the bones had, and the whatnot. Had, uh, chicken donner last night. Yeah. A little chicken donner and a pita. Do you think it's just because we were born, we saw this all the time, it never bothered us, but this would be really gross if we had never eaten a chicken before? Do you know what I mean? Like, it's mm. is the only reason it's gross to eat your own knees because just culturally you just never did it, but we're okay eating a, you know, I love I that. I don't know. I mean, I think eating, I feel like eating any part of you would be gross regardless yeah. of whether or not are you saying that are you saying that because we've had chicken it's gross to eat part no, of ourselves no i'm saying or like, if we'd never eaten chicken i guess what i'm saying somebody came to you and said it. hey brian i've prepared skunk for you and you'd go yeah i don't know if i want that or squirrel or yeah. something else because none of these you know they on the surface you're like that's not a thing i've eaten or would eat whereas yeah. chicken you're used to it beef you're used to it is that only reason like is it just that we're used to it? We get a turkey oh, and we obliterate it on cake. Yeah, I think so. I think the first time you try any meat, like um, uh, sushi is great for this, right? Like uh, having octopus the first time, like, what? I mean, an octopus? No way. Or yeah. having calamari. Oh, I'm eating squid. You're kidding me. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. But then yeah. you have it. You know, you you do the you do the taste and you're like, oh, this isn't bad. Do you like? Do you I like don't that? ever want to eat scorpion again. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> that was fine the yeah. one time I did it, but I don't need it ever again. No, you don't. You're good. You're su- you're sated on that front. I'm totally um, sated. Uh, have you yeah. uh, have you ever? So you've eaten octopus before. It's one I've never done. I, I can't bring myself. Oh, to I do love. It. Yeah, I love uh, uh, taco. T a k o taco at the sushi place. Is it uh, rubbery? Is it rubbery? Is it? Uh, it's chewy. Yeah. Okay. It's it's um if it's if it's fresh. It's not so chewy, you're not going to be able to chew through it. It's just like, um, uh, it's just a firm, it's a firm meat. Okay. I could get used to it, is what you're saying. Yeah. Okay. Oh, eel. Oh my God, shoujo. Yeah. Eel sushi. Love, love. Uh, I have uh, had eel, eel once. I did do that. That was really good. Yeah. But I did and that's it. always cooked. Yeah. So, yeah, you yeah. know. It's not raw. But it also felt raw. like there was a moment there when I got the eel. It's probably sushi, I think, where I went. Oh, I really want to eat eel, and I kind of waffled back and forth, and then I ate it, and I was like, "Oh, that's actually really good." And now I wouldn't even think twice; I would eat eel, no yeah, problem, no problem, right? So I guess you're right. Um, it would just be what you're used to, like you know. It's really like exactly like there are people who live in in uh, um, parts of the country that have had uh, squirrel and don't think anything of it, you mm-hmm. know, like uh, like like Jennifer Lawrence in Winter's Bone. Ah, right, <laughs> that's right. I've had it Skinning once in Mississippi. It was good. It was just a little greasy is all. I didn't I didn't yeah. mind it though. Alligator, gator's really good. Oh, love gator. Yeah, yeah, see? So anyway, I guess my point is, could I eat a knee bone? Eh, maybe. 
Yeah, so you're just right. If you if you had a lot of human knee, <laughs> it wouldn't seem that weird to you to have some more human knee. Yeah, I guess that's my thing. Knee. If human beings were used to yeah. eating their knee, then yeah. maybe we would be okay with it. Right. Anyway, exactly. I hope those views were worth it. Spanish yeah. influencer with two million followers. All right. Exactly. Uh, let's move on to this. We get a call from this guy a lot. He that's how you get two million followers. I'm happy with how many I've got. Oh, yeah, yeah. If, this, if that's the way, forget it. Yeah. If that's the way, eh, not worth enough it. for me. Um, exactly. All right, so we got a call from, I forgot his name again, but he'll tell us. Anyway, talking about why I was saying that when I went to the M&M and the Hershey store, it just smelled kind yeah. of sour and weird. And yeah. uh, he has an answer. Hey, Scott and Brian, Zinger from Wisconsin here to drop a little bit more chocolate knowledge on you. Scott, in a recent, really recent episode, you mentioned that uh, when you're in an area with a lot of chocolate, uh, it, it smells like a diaper. Like, uh, so what the story with that is, is Hershey, uh, when he was trying to copy the Dutch milk chocolate from Peter's, uh, he thought they put actual milk in it. And what happens when you put milk and you warm it up, it spoils, right? So you get kind of a spoiled, spoiled milk flavor. Uh, he didn't realize he was doing it wrong, but that's what he did, and that's what people started to like. So they tried to change it at one point in time and actually do milk chocolate correctly, but the market rejected it because everybody gotten so used to his spoiled milk chocolate. Uh, so now they actually add a uh, a chemical compound called butyric acid, which literally smells like baby vomit. Uh, you can talk to uh, Bobby about this too. That'd actually be a great segment for you guys. But yeah, I just thought I'd let you know why sometimes a lot of chocolate, especially American chocolate in an area, smells like baby diapers. Have a great day. See, it's the Hershey guy. We have him to th- there thank. There you go. Yeah. Thanks, Hershey guy. Yeah, thanks, Hershey Larry man. Hershey. <laughs> yeah, so I think that's a, just an American problem. I don't, Probably. I don't, uh, yeah. you know, everyone. I haven't noticed it, but then again, I've, I've uh, only been in the uh, Las Vegas M&M store once. Yeah. And it was... You know, like early 2000s, late 90s, maybe. Well, probably early 2000s. It was new. Uh, and I said, huh, what am I doing in here when there are craps tables nearby that don't have me standing next to Yeah, them? these are not, this place is not for Brian. Uh, it's not for yeah, me exactly. either. It's really, it's for kids. And that's great. But even Van made a little face when we walked in. He's like, <laughs> and smell good to this him. It smells like Phoebe. Yeah, it smells like my <laughs> sister. Nuts. This is gross. I'm getting out of here. Anyway, yeah. well, thanks for the clarification uh, there, Zinger. And Zinger. Reminds me that my favorite, uh, before I gave up the Shug, my favorite little sneaky treat was a zinger. Mm. Oh, zingers were great. I yeah. loved zingers. Little See, sneaky treats. So you never had like an appendix, a appendicitis? No, I still have, I still have my, uh, still have both kidneys, gallbladder, liver. I'm doing everything I can to get rid of it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, appendix. Uh, I've got everything. You've got all the things. You've never. I'm still, I'm still factory, uh, a factory. Uh, complete. So nobody, <laughs> uh, other than voluntary, like the uh, what's it with the wiener one? What's it called? Yeah, circumcision. No, the other one that you oh. get when you. Don't oh have well, kids they didn't anymore. take anything out. My uh, your um, your snip snip, right? My snip snip, yeah, right? Exactly. So the, other than these voluntary things like that, yeah, that's I still have my tonsils. I, I my gosh, you are a walking. You're either a walking time yeah. bomb or you're a miracle. I don't know what. <laughs> The miracle of modern science. I do have my. I did take out my wisdom teeth, or I took one of my own out, and then the dentist took the other one out. You took one of your own wisdom teeth out. I took one of my own wisdom teeth out. Yeah, it was impacted at oh, a oh. Buffalo Wild Wings, and so <laughs> I pulled out. At Go the on. at the Wild Wings, you took it out. <laughs> oh my gosh! Why are we just hearing about this? Why is this just now? <laughs> This is insane. I think, I think Tina doesn't like me telling the story. Yeah, but it. Uh, 
Oh my uh, gosh, dude! Broke broke a wisdom tooth and uh, took out all the pieces uh, out of Buffalo Wild Wings while we were eating. So, Damn! <laughs> so. Like all this, you know, sauce. That sauce or blood or whatever. No, I did in the bathroom, but uh, wow, yeah. wow, yeah. did that hurt? Um, uh, the initial breaking of the tooth hurt, but when I pulled the, um, pulled all the the roots out and stuff, it did not. It it hurt less. You were able to pull all that out. Wow, I was able to pull all that out. Damn, I had a doctor take my wisdom teeth out. <laughs> like everybody's like, what? Oh my gosh, holy crap. Yeah, they, uh, Amy Red Fraggles, are you insane? Yeah, that's really something. <laughs> yeah, that, that tells yeah. me you have a higher tolerance of pain than I previously thought. You'd think, right? Yet, uh, uh, I can't ride my bike because my leg hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Well, here's hoping that your first surgery isn't uh, your leg or your back. Let's hope for that. All right. That's I don't right. want that. I did. I absolutely did. So Matthew Sargent asked, did you follow up with the dentist after? Uh, completely. Totally. Oh, the yeah. next morning, called the dentist, got in there right away. And uh, and then he's like, yeah, okay, well, let's get the other one out. And so we made an appointment to pull the other one out. Okay. So you have no wisdom teeth now. Yeah. Uh, I, you know, there were, I mean, I wasn't, I wasn't drunk or anything, but there, you know, I did have some alcohol and I think that helped a lot. Yeah, that's what they that, used to uh, do back in the day. Yeah. You're like, oh, I got to take your leg, exactly. uh, Sergeant. So put, you exactly. drink this. Here's a swig of whiskey, and then they then they douse the uh, whatever implement they're about to use on you with the rest of the whiskey, mm-hmm. and then they give you a leather belt to bite on. Yep, uh, I've seen they, so yeah. many movies, and that's all they ever do. Yeah. And then when you bite, I always I always say, well, wait, if you bite too hard, now you're going to have dental problems, and you don't have a way to feel <laughs> to right. fix that pain either back then. Yeah. Damn, that just blows my mind. I don't know why. I don't know why. That just is impressive. <laughs> so enjoy your dentist visit, Mr. Scott Johnson. My gosh, took your roots out and everything. Just nuts yeah. to me. All right. Yeah. Well, well done. Uh, well, that's about all she wrote when it came to that. <laughs> We're going to move on to a little yeah. bit of the Tuesday news, and it starts with this. Where's this? There it is. Yeah, that's right. The news today is brought to you by. Brought to you by Soundography. A brand new episode just got posted all about the band Chumbawamba. Can you name two Chumbawamba songs? The answer is probably no, uh, because you can name Tub Thumping, and that's probably where your Chumbawamba knowledge ends. Mm. Fix that by listening to Soundography and realize that that is kind of the outlier of their music. It is the... It is the one uh, party song amongst a huge field of... um, uh, social commentary, uh, protesty. I mean, God, I don't want to. It's it's almost like a turnoff to describe it like that. But they they put out a lot of music and a lot of incredible stuff. Uh, oh, amnesia is the is the is mm. the best song. Lucky Phil, you're right about that. So there anyway, are good songs. Would you yeah. say it's good? Like these are good. This is good music. Or yeah, is good. It- very good music. And um, I'm blown away uh, by this too. First, I find out Brian removed a tooth, and now Chumbawamba's good. I don't know. Chumbawamba's good, and and it's funny because that one song, even though that's the song they play over and over in the bad place, uh, tub thumping is not representative of all of their sound. So wild, uh, wild, very very cool. Start with um, oh yeah, they did do a cover of Bella Ciao, Jacob Grove, and if you have not watched Money Heist. What are you waiting for? Go watch Money Heist. Well, but uh, yeah. yeah, go listen to a sing song and a scrap. That's one of their later albums, or Wissy Wig, or um, 
uh, ABCDFG. All those are really, really good. Is this a band where you'd say the single kind of hosed them a little bit? Yes. Yes. Yeah. I would say that. Or just, I think yeah. I, I feel like AHA suffered from that too. Take On Me is a great song, um, but it directed them down a path where everyone said, oh, that's AHA. Now I know what AHA is. I don't need any more. Mm. And the rest of their stuff is so good. It's like, oh, okay. You, they feel like um, the uh, theme song Living Daylights or The Sun Always Shines on TV are kind of like, okay, yeah, I, get the, I guess they do some different stuff. No, no, no. All their stuff is is, is really, really good. Right. AHA is such a great band. Well, check it out. Sandography.com if you want to learn more about yeah. Chumbawamba and their apparently Chumba good Wumba. music. Blows my good mind. music. All right, let's see what else we learned today. We got teeth coming out. We got that. <laughs> what else? What other discoveries can we make on this uh, 2,467th episode of TMS? Well, let's find out. How about this one? A double amputee. Uh-huh. Gurkha veteran. I don't know what Gurkha means. That's a kind of pickle, Scott. <laughs> it says Gurkha soldier veteran, but I don't think <laughs> that's what that is. <laughs> no, it's uh, not a Gurkhan. <laughs> I can't find that part but anyway he's a veteran yeah. lost his uh legs in duty both legs and arms or no both legs just he has his arms anyway uh he lost those in afghanistan has achieved mountaineering history after reaching the very top of mount everest That's it's a cool. feel-good story that we got here uh, uh eastern indian by the way oh eastern indian all right cool yep gherkins nepalese cool. and nepali speaking indian people nice I, I would be i would feel safe around a gurkha Yes, you would. Uh, Harry Buddha Magar, who lives in Canterbury, Connecticut. Oh, no, Canterbury, Kent. Kent. <laughs> My brain went Connecticut as soon as it saw Kent. I don't know why. <laughs> I got Americanitis. Anyway, he reached the summit of the world's, uh, summit of the world's tallest mountain at 3 p.m. on Friday, having uh, started the climb on the 17th of April, exacting, exactly 13 years after he lost his legs after an IED explosion. Uh, while waiting 18 days at the Everest base camp for the weather to clear, the veteran and his crew faced freezing conditions and saw two dead bodies oh, yeah. being dragged down. Yeah, Sherpa's probably doing that. Uh, speaking yeah. to the PA news uh, agency from Mountain, or sorry, for the Mount Everest base camp, he said, "Quote: All of my jackets were completely freezing. It was all frozen, even our warm water. We put hot water in the thermos, and that was almost frozen as we were not able to drink." Uh, unquote. Wow. He continued, when I came down and ran out of oxygen, these guys came up with oxygen. I was bumping down on my bum and we had 30 to 40 minutes of oxygen and we still had about two or three hours to get down. Oh my they God. made it though. They did it. That's awesome. That is, uh, yeah, we uh, had a friend, Brad, um, uh, Tina and I knew that, that summited uh, Everest and talked about all the dead bodies you see on the way up well, and, and presumably on the way down, as long if you don't become one of them, mm. that basically it's just too much work to try and bring them down because you've got this limited amount of oxygen and you got to conserve energy, and hauling down bodies from Everest uh, uh, would would expend too much of that energy. So they just leave them up there. Yeah, and I guess and it's well preserved in the in the frost. I, I assume uh, they're per- yeah, probably perfectly preserved. Yeah. Yeah. So then you then you take a couple locals and you just send them up there to get them. That always seems to be the way. Like none of none of these uh, you know um, people who are up there doing doing the climb seem to be able to bring yeah. anyone down. But then later it's like, no, nah, we'll send some Nepali folks up there. They'll take care of it. Yeah, and they always do. Yeah. If I was dead on the Everest, leave me there. I'm good. <laughs> you don't have to bring me down. I don't want to risk anybody else's you know tail coming up there. Just yeah, leave no. me up there. It's fine. No. Just. 
Um, yeah, the mountain has claimed over 300 climbers uh, in recent history, and about two-thirds of that number remain on the mountain. The current estimate wow. of remains left behind on Everest total about 200. That is as of... Uh, what's the date of this article? Uh, 20, oh, March 11th, 2023. No, oh, so, so recent. Yeah. Okay. I mean, yep. well, hmm, let me think about this. How about I ask this question? Is there anything that would make you want to go <laughs> would to a cat? Would a cat eat the dead body? <laughs> no, I mean, it would. Yeah. It would if the cat could survive. But I would definitely eat the cat, I can tell you that. Um, if you could, <laughs> yeah. or is that the thing you'd ever want to do? You want to go to Everest? Want to go summit there? Everest? No, I'm all right. I'm all right not summiting Everest. Same. Uh, I don't need to either. Yeah. I'm good. Yeah. I feel like that feels like one of those things that uh um you you have a desire like you have a desire that is carried with you for for most of your life to do, right? You don't just all of a sudden wake up and say, "You know what? Now I've decided I want to summit Everest." Yeah. Um but you do it if you, you know, if you want the uh, the Instagram likes. <laughs> Here's my photos from Everest. Yeah, I assume that. I can't get a signal up here. Right. Oh, it sucks. Uh, the 5G is horrible at that height, I guess. That's right. I'm really curious about what makes people want to do it, though. I watch a lot of, like, if there's an Everest documentary, I watch them. Mm-hmm. I always oh, see them. Oh, fascinating. Yeah. yeah, I think they're they're wild. Um, And every one of them is about somebody either dying up there or almost dying up there. Yeah. And I just think, okay, well, now that you're down and you can talk about it, it makes for a great story. You can say you did it. It's all this amazing stuff. But man, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't think we're meant to do that. We're not supposed to go up there. No. No, no. not, I mean, whatever. Human beings have reached for what all sorts of stuff we shouldn't do. But that just seems like you're just asking to get killed. I don't want to go. Yeah. I'll stay yeah. down here and have my teeth worked on. It'll be fine. <laughs> that's, that's about it. That's about all I need, right? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Um, uh, yeah, here's a guy, uh, kind of morbid, but here, I'll give you the... Ooh, I like morbid. From, from this article. Here's uh, one of the bodies on uh, on Everest, 1996. Oh, yeah, look at him. Is that his body uh, there on the side? That's, that's his body there on the side. Uh, wow. They call him Green Boots because uh, he wears green boots. And so everybody that's sees the, him coming up, coming down. He's like, oh, yeah, so, yeah, we, we passed Green Boots about 20 minutes ago, and we're headed up to uh, base camp number three. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I, I guess if you're if you're a regular up there and you're always doing runs up there, which I know there are people that go up and down all the time. Yeah. That's how you have to look at this. You have yeah. to say, oh, it's green. Yeah. And you have to have kind of a light feeling about it. Else, elsewise, it's just too grim. Oh, my God. Some of these photos are. They're gnarly, one, right? One more. Yeah. yeah one give, me, one. give me one more. I'm not putting these on the chat, by the way, everybody, because I don't know. Oh, really? sensitive okay. to what they all might right. be oversensitive. I don't want to freak anybody out. Yeah. Oh, look at that. Wow, let's just say this one has to do with... Canada! Yeah. <laughs> He's just wrapped in a Canadian flag. Yeah. Oh, I get one more. Okay. Let's see what you got there. Uh, so, yeah, these are... Oh, I guess I'll give people a link, and that way they can... Look yeah, they can decide if they want to see them. I don't know if they... Oh, but this guy that's this just This one's wild there. because this guy looks like he just stopped to sit down. Oh, man. Uh, put his hands on his knees and then just froze there in place. Got a little bit of the shining vibe to it, you know. Oh, very much so, yeah. Or Jack's out in the maze. Ugh. Yeah. Ugh. All right. Well, that's creepy. Uh, there you go. Yeah. Nice, nice. So, well, uh, nice... so good job, uh, Gurkha veteran uh, <laughs> Hari Buddha Magar, who uh, yeah. got up there without having any any uh, legs. Yeah. We and, and I'm glad you didn't leave any of the rest of you up there. Glad you're still. No kidding. Still good. Yeah. Let's do a Colorado story, Brian. This is a little local to you. Uh, yeah. Southern Colorado, anyway. 
Uh, the admins down there are not laughing at this senior high school prank. Oh, God. They All call right. it a major security concern. May 4th through 18th, or no, sorry, May 4th, 18th, 18 students, that's the number of students, six sure. from Woodland Park High School and 12 from uh, Manitou, Manitou High Man- School? Manitou, yeah. All right. They plan to swap places at school that day. Okay. All right. Quote, we were just going to switch senior classes. Woodland Park would come to Man- uh, Manitou and act like us, and Manitou would go to Woodland Park and we would act like them, explains Nola Christensen, a Manitou Springs student who participated in the swap. We didn't yeah. mean any harm in the situation, she says. Uh, <laughs> that seems to- like such a, uh, such a harmless prank. We're just, oh, we're... I'm going to your classes. You're going to my classes. Ha! Huh? Yeah. So here's what happened, though. So school yeah, administrators. Yeah. Right. Uh, so this is in a statement uh, uh, as to what happened here. Oh, a few teachers were in the loop, too, on the deal. Yeah. Um, and yeah. a statement released to News 11. Um, let's see. Uh, superintendent. Intendant, <laughs> superintendent. Superintendent. Chalmers. Superintendent Chalmers. Eric Martin said in part after hearing rumors of Woodland Park students in their school, quote, school administrators and staff members immediately did a sweep of MSHS and SILC uh, uh, and the SLIC building to see if there were students on campus that should not be there. We discovered three non-MSHS students in one of our classrooms, after which they were escorted to the front office. School administrators administrators also intercepted three additional non-MSHS students trying to enter the high school through a locked commons door. The students were told to leave campus, and they complied. All right, so this just we're just heating up here. It's heating up. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good. Yeah. Uh, after the splits, or after their second split, the girl who talked earlier says she ran into Woodland Park's principal. He told us, "Go into this room, or I'm going to arrest you. You're all going to jail." We thought he was joking. Then slowly, all the rest of the kids went into that room, and when we realized he was being serious, uh, he said that he uh, that it was a serious charge that was going to happen. <laughs> And that he was going to have cops come in and stu- and stuff. And stuff. Uh-huh. So later, about three or four cops walked in. And then that's when we all knew it was really serious. This girl's going to drive me up a tree. Uh, <laughs> anyway... They were gonna. They were gonna charge them all. They claim that it was a huge security risk. I yeah, actually think it's. A, I, mean, I think they're just trying to teach having, them a lesson, right? That's all this is. Yeah. Yeah. Having having people on the school grounds that aren't the students from that school, you know, how do you know that it's that it's just harmless students doing this prank and not something more nefarious or something more dangerous? I get it, yeah. but still, like, you know, stealing this the other school's mascot and putting it on top of the roof yeah. uh, kind of thing. We yeah. had Tales is all this time. At our High School. Yeah. What'd you guys, what'd you, what was the worst thing I'm you I'm trying to remember like? what the thing, it was a statue or something from uh, from Pomona um, or part of their sign or something and that the seniors put on top of the uh, the the roof of our high school. Was- and I wasn't involved with any of this. I don't care. <laughs> I participated in Ditch Day because it's like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Yeah. Whatever. You didn't. So you didn't do. Oh man, I, I feel like I didn't a rebel. do any senior pranks or anything. This is why no. you don't have any operations. This is, I'm paying for all the <laughs> pranks I did. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. I would have done that, and next thing you know, one of my kidneys would have to be removed. Yep. Okay. So I don't know if I told the story on the show, but toward the end of our senior year, we mm-hmm. did two things. One, we okay. went to a bowling alley and bowled. Okay. But we stole four bowling balls and five pairs of bowling shoes. <laughs> 
It's so dumb. We took them out yeah. and we painted these. Me and my friend Dan and some others painted these bowling shoes to look like fancy loafers, like nice leather shoes. Okay. We did, right. I don't think we did a good job, but anyway, we yeah. tried to make them look nice. And then we, the goal was we would wear those at graduation. Oh, okay. Har, har, nice. har, right? We were all wearing yeah. stolen yeah. bowling shoes. The bowling balls got put in various lockers sure. at the school. And I don't remember how that panned out, but I'm pretty sure somebody took the fall for that. And the rest of us were okay. What's What's funny is that uh, I doubt the bowling alley even noticed about the bowling balls. No. They probably noticed the shoes. Yeah, they probably the noticed they were short on like, shoes. Yeah. Exactly. I think there were so many balls that were just like, what? Something's missing. Yeah. We don't know. So anyway, and we never got in trouble for that. But here's what we did get in trouble for. This, I don't know, last week of school, we had this stupid idea. I still can't believe we did this. We loaded a truck, one of our friend's trucks full of sand. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, sand bags. Okay. So they're bags full of sand that you would normally use for like flooding and stuff. And our school was a cylinder. It was a it was a round disc. It's no longer there. They sure. they tore it down and put in a new one. Um, and it's normal. But this one was had these circular halls. In fact, our song had this whole line in it about within these circled halls. It's real stupid. But anyway, the reason that that's interesting in the stories case is we had very few staircases of any kind. It was all either slow ramps to the next level or it was in in a circle. And so all he had to do, and we did this right before school opened. We were trying to make sure nobody saw it. We backed the truck up through where normally the food comes in for the cafeteria. Uh But we just kept backing it up through this very wide hall that had no stairs. And that took us right up to locker space. (laughs) Okay. And then we dumped or we took took enough of the sandbags to make a perimeter around a bunch of lockers. Uh And then... And in where we had made a perimeter, we dumped the rest of the sand in there, made a beach on the on the floor of the thing. And then we all tore off our shirts and we all had just, you know, swimming trunks on. (laughs) Yeah. Everybody was relaxing on on the sand. Yeah. And my buddy Dan had a had a had a blender in his locker. So he took that out (laughs) and he's making like margaritas without any alcohol. Yeah. As, as if we're not in big enough trouble already. We may right, as well right, right, right. Oh, gosh, yeah, don't uh, Yeah. And I'm like, this is not going to... As we're doing it, I'm like, this isn't going to work. This isn't going to work. We're in huge trouble. He's like, ah, we're seniors. What are they going to do? We're out of here in like a month anyway. Who cares? Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, I don't know, man. Well, whatever. I guess I'll participate anyway because this is cool. And so we did. And when we played... I don't remember the music we played, but we had music playing. So all the teachers could do was come out of their stuff or arrive at the school, walk down the hall, look at us, shake their head, and then they told the principal, and then we got all busted, and we had to clean it for days. It was so stupid. We didn't get to suspend it or anything, though. So Wow. Yeah. Wow. But we felt we felt like we had we had done the ultimate prank. We thought maybe somebody had done something cooler at the school, and we just never heard about it. But that was, at the time anyway, was pretty legendary. That feels pretty legendary. Yeah, HD yeah. even went to uh, Olympus one year after you, mm. and or one year behind you, and he even heard about it at his school. Awesome. That is good to yeah. hear, because I never really yeah. heard how far it went out. I knew it was a big deal in our own school, but like Hill, somebody at Hillcrest once told me they heard about it, but that was years ago. Yeah. Hillcrest was like our... They were our diabolical enemy. We hated them. Oh, was it really like your oh, yeah. <laughs> your arch enemy school? Yeah. Oh, I love that. Was that what your, your rival? Did you have that? Was it the one? Yeah, you, Pomona. Pomona. Pomona was. Uh, uh, we had our Vada West, so we were our Vada High School. We had our Vada West, which right now is just a mile down the road for me, and then Pomona were our two rivals. And uh, was it mostly like um, sports stuff, or just in general? Yeah, or, just yeah. in sports stuff. Okay. Yeah, but but obviously that carried through. Oh, you go to Pomona, Ew, you're one of our rivals. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it wasn't Highland HD. It's uh, it was Brighton, 
Brighton High School is where I went. Okay. And uh, yeah, we. I thought we were in bigger trouble. It was not nearly as much punishment. I think they were just like, they had had it with the class of 87, for real. <laughs> it was like, oh, whatever. Just have really? them clean it up. Get them out of here. I like the group coming up or something. I don't know what was going on. Yeah. Oh, funny. Uh, but now I check with them and Alta and Skyline are the big rivals. So it changes. That's so, really interesting. Yeah. I wonder what makes it change. I guess probably how the teams do that year, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think their divisions get a, a little bit, you know, scrambled sure. or whatever. They change schools. I don't know. High school's weird, man. It's a weird yeah. time. Hey, speaking of sports, hey, the, the, uh, the Denver Nuggets last night clinched uh, or won the, uh, the Western Conference Finals for the first time ever in franchise history and are going to the finals. Despite that insane game. Yes. A I- sweep. <sighs> A sweep against the Lakers. I don't believe it. <laughs> four, four games. Bam, 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 bam. And what's his name? Had the best first half of his career. Um, uh, uh, well, I can't think of his name. LeBron. LeBron James or, had the best uh, yeah. first yeah. half of his of his entire career. And you guys yeah. still swept him. And we still stomped him. Yeah. I blame the rest of the LA Lakers for that. <laughs> I think so. Exactly. Not pulling their weight for mm-hmm. sure. No, that's great though. Yeah. Grats. You're going to, uh, yeah. well, at the very least, you're going to have a bunch of uh, freak shows in the streets and stuff. Yeah, exactly. And, and uh, you know, once again, Colorado Mammoth making it to the finals and uh, going to get overshadowed by another one of our local sports teams, <laughs> our bigger of the big four sports teams that's going to be like, ah, hey. Yep. Did you hear about the? But okay, that's great about the mammoth. But did you hear about the Nuggets? Have there? Have you guys? <laughs> has the state ever had one of those years where all of the of the majors sports no. are the winners that year? No, okay. no, that'd be great. But no, we've had. Uh, trying to think if we've uh, of the big four, if we've even ever had two that like you know, World Series and uh, um, Avs or something like that, or Broncos and Avs. No, I can't think of it. that. Would that would have to be who would be right? Because this is the first time the Nuggets have made it to the finals, and it's been forever since the Rockies were good. Uh, <laughs> it has so, been a while, hasn't it? Yeah. So yeah, it's a building decade. It's a building decade. It's, a, it's right. Exactly. It's a rebuilding year. That's yes. right. Uh, here's a here's an unfair firing that we're going to report on. Okay. All right. Uh, weather anchor says she was fired over her curly hair. Oh no! Yeah, so she wasn't wearing pants. Yeah. Oh, I see where you went with that. Yeah. Let's see here. See? Even... You see where I went? Yeah. With I that? see where yeah. you went with that. Uh, weekend weather reporter claims she was fired from her on-air job in Knoxville, Tennessee. Uh, there's a Tennessee story for you. Yeah. Here you go. Uh, this is at a TV station because of her physical appearance on air, including having hair that her manager said was too curly. Tabitha <laughs> Bartow worked at W A T E. Wait. Wait. <laughs> Wait. They need an N in there, and then I'm all in. Yeah. Uh, this is an ABC station in Knoxville uh, since February, her first job out of college. Soon after she started, she uh, repeatedly clashed with the station's management over her appearance. She told the Knoxville News Sentinel. Did you ever go there? I uh, did totally go to the Knoxville News Sentinel, yes. Yeah? Anything cool sure. there? Anything uh, unique no. happened? No. I don't remember anything about Knoxville. Um, Knoxville's cool, right? Yeah. It's supposed to be. Yeah, it's it nice. Fun. I mean, I like I like Tennessee, Kentucky. I like, I like those... Uh, those states just just for the you know the food and the uh yeah, uh the mountains good people and, the, and all that yeah got the great smoky mountains uh, yeah. on one side just because you, you have terrible state representatives and senators doesn't mean the rest of your state's not cool right yeah. exactly yeah, yeah. i yeah. got all kinds of puds over here but i love utah <laughs> um anyway it says uh, uh in one early appointment uh with the station's hairstylist bartow said that she was asked about getting her hair relaxed 
Is that what they say? That's weird. Yeah. Get your hair relaxed. Never yeah. heard of that before. Uh, with one person reportedly telling her, quote, if you straighten your hair, the curl will just fall out over time. That's what we're looking for, unquote. <laughs> but in her subsequent appointment, management told the stylist to make Bartow's curls more defined, according to the Sentinel. Anyway, this all culminated in her firing. Uh, here's a picture of the lady. She seems fine. I don't understand. Yeah, here's a picture with curly hair, too, if you want. Uh, oh, yeah, is there a more the, on that? Discord. Yep. Uh, let me pull it there you up. Go. There you go. Oh, yeah. See, what's wrong with this? <laughs> Nothing is wrong with that. Look, chat. Look at her. I mean, she, other than the fact that she looks like she's 14, how can anyone be 14 years old and be a, a meteorologist? It's crazy. That's right. Or anchor, I guess. She's a, it's like, I'm going to the Katy Perry concert. Also, there's a cold front coming in. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what fourteen-year-olds do. I don't know what they're up yeah. to. And they barely go to Katy Perry concerts. I think you're exactly. You right. think I was yeah. on? Okay, that wasn't just me making that up. That's good. <laughs> uh, let's go down to Florida. Let's stay in the South. Sure, Florida. Florida. Florida researcher is going to break the world record for living underwater. This is this is on track to happen. An oh, underwater cool. researcher on track to break the world record for the longest time spent living underwater. Retired U.S. Navy officer or commander, rather, Joseph Dituri. I believe is the correct way of saying his name, who holds a doctorate in biomedical engineering and teaches hyperbaric medicine, hyperbaric. I guess that's when that's underwater medicine, right? Like, uh, Uh, well, hyperbaric is like uh, those chambers that people get in and uh, float. Um, Oh, hyperbaric. No, no, no. They're the frozen ones, right? Like the, uh, isn't that hyperbaric? Isn't that uh, like the, Um, 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 not like, not like cryo. Is it pressure? Okay. Pressure chamber. Okay hyperbaric chamber but it's not like the ones where you're you're all your sound and sight and no not the not the uh, uh what do they call that sensory deprivation tank different oh, from okay. a sen- sensory deprivation tank. i want to do so pressure pre- high pressure chamber do you okay. ever want to do one? i kind of want to do a sensory deprivation oh i do totally want to do one of those yeah so anyone know like a i don't know is there a thing around here like around town i guess there's a there there definitely is go to group on <laughs> you'll find them they always have coupons on a groupon would you worry i know you get a little claustrophobic sometimes would that bug you to be in there or? um they feel big enough that i wouldn't get that i'd i'd uh um i'd more worry about uh turning into the guy from altered states how <laughs> deep cut yeah. oh man speaking of aha uh-huh. yeah right <laughs> Oh man! Yeah, we, we should watch. That. I don't know why we haven't watched Altered States for film sec. That needs to be on our on our list. That is that's a, a egregious uh, miss there. Yeah. Also, yeah. I screwed up last film sec. I we somebody said, "Oh, our next movie is um, Mission Impossible 3. and I went, "Right." Oh, I love that one. John Woo directed it. It's all got all the slow motion and doves, and nobody corrected me. But that is two, not three. I don't know why I get two oh, and three really? mixed up. Three. Uh, okay, who directed three? Do you remember? Three is J.J. Uh, uh, Abrams. Gotcha. And okay. uh, he has Felicity in it because that's a rule. Um, <laughs> and she's great. We've for been watching moment. Felicity in a thing, and I won't say what it is, but uh, it's oh. very good. Real? Oh, yeah. I know what it is. I bet I know what it is. It's yeah, a Netflix it, it, because it's brand new, so it's pretty. I'm pretty sure you know exactly what it is. Hearing good things about that show. Yeah, yeah, it's great. God, she's great, and freaking Rufus Sewell, dude. I could watch him read a book. I could watch him change his clothes. He could sit yeah. and pick his nose, and I'd be happy. I, I love that still, guy. I still recommend you check out Kaleidoscope on uh, Netflix. Uh, Eight-part uh, series about a heist with Giancarlo Esposito. And 
that's a dumb gimmick about, oh, you can watch these in any order, and it still tells the story. Uh, that's all dumb. Forget that. Just watch it because it's a it. really good it's a good story. Will it just play it is, for me the way it's supposed to, or do I have to do no, anything? No, it'll still, it'll still shuffle them, but... Uh, okay, that's um, but, but he's in that, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, Rufus Sewell and Giancarlo Esposito kind of button heads, and those are two great guys to have yeah. butt heads. He can do that wrong for me. <laughs> Rufus Sewell was so good in that... Um, oh, got the man in the high tower. Oh, and, yeah, uh, yeah. Oh, he was. Geez. He's my favorite thing about Dark uh, Dark City. I love Dark City. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, let's go find all the Rufus Sewell we can eat. <laughs> all the Rufus Sewell. You Such can an have. interesting actor, you know. Yeah. Oh, sad day though for Ray Stevenson. That was sad. Died yesterday. Oh yeah, yeah. Only fifty-eight. That. It's a little too young. Uh, celebrate by watching RRR. Yeah, I didn't even know he was in that. I know you've talked about the yeah. movie, but I didn't know he was in that. And then. Yeah. Um, uh, he's he's in uh, he's he's the backbone of of Rome. I loved Rome back in the day. Oh really? Never saw Rome. Oh, it was great. He was great. I'm about to finish season four of The Wire, even though that has nothing to do with Ray Stevenson or Rufus Sewell. But it finally opens it up for me to binge something else like uh, Oh yeah, Succession or Barry or uh, uh, Rick and Morty's new season. Something. Something. Barry. I got to get on Barry. I hear Barry's great yeah, this year. Got to get on Barry. Got to get on Barry. Barry's never bad, but. I'm hearing great things, and I need to. I yeah. need to. If I hear one more people, one more people. If I hear one more person, we're one more. People. One more people. If one more people comes to me and says, <laughs> "Why aren't you watching Succession?" Oh yeah. And I've seen the first season. I just am yeah. not caught up. I'm tired of all you telling me. I will do it. Okay, I'll get to it. Also, let me register a complaint. Today, I think is the official day. Is it today? Maybe it's the 25th. Where yeah, HBO 25th Max is the official. Is that it? Okay. Oh. So Mac, well, if you're talking about Star Wars, no, 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 I'm talking about um, oh. uh, they're changing HBO Max to oh, Max. To Max today is the day. Is yes. today that day? Okay, today is Max. Yeah, Max. Today. Imagine if Disney changed their service to just call it Plus, <laughs> and, and said Plus, the home of Disney programming. Yeah, but but it wasn't. Uh, didn't it start because they had some. Cinemax stuff? On? No, I guess not. Right? It was always separate from Cinemax because no, HBO and yeah, they don't own yeah. that. I don't think. I don't think HBO. Who owns Cinemax? Maybe they do. Actually, I don't know that. I shouldn't say. But, uh, but if they own them, then maybe they, you could make a you could make a connection. But I don't know if they do. Yeah. But they yeah. they the branding is so weird to me. It's like that's the brand. Yeah. You're, you're taking the thing, the prestige name, also called home box office. Right. Home. Right. It says home in there. Right. But We're, box office implies movies and they're much more they're, you know, they're much more shows than movies. Well, that's a good know, point. So. That's a good point. But they're so known for like prestige some of the best television in yeah. the history of the medium. Yeah. And you're taking their name out and putting something. And you're taking else. their their most significant part of their branding, the HBO part of their branding. Yeah. It's not HBO it. anymore. It's yeah. TV. Hey guys, sorry, no more team no more of the morning stream. It's now just stream. Just just um, stream. Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, but the uh, and, and Disney, you know, they may not be just dropping their enemy plus, but they're they're doing a thing where it's like, if you subscribe to both Disney Plus and Hulu, you'll get all your Disney, your all your Hulu stuff in the Disney Plus app now. Right. But you still need to subscribe separately to Hulu mm-hmm. to get all your Hulu stuff in. Disney. That's also weird. All of the the streaming yeah. uh, the streaming retraction that's going on right now is all very strange. Yeah, I don't like yeah. it. It makes me nervous. Yeah, but, but whatever. We've it's been an embarrassment of riches for a while. Maybe it needs a little recession. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for today's news. Okay. We are now going to take a break. When we come back, 
uh, some time with Bill and Bobby. It's your usual Tuesday, everybody. Yeah. We can't do any of that, though, without music. So, Brian, what'd you bring? No, you got to have your music. Um, all right. So, if you're a fan of uh, like Matthew Sweet, that kind of style of um, 90s indie rock, uh, you're definitely going to like this band, Setting Sun. This is their sixth full length EP, self produced. Uh, just came out called The Feelings Cure. Uh, the feelings. Hello, the cure. Um, this is the uh, first single from the album. It's called "Good Die Young." Uh, get ready for some some uh, sweet uh, New York style indie rock. Is back, and we have you covered each weekday afternoon on Outkick's Hot Mike with Hutton Withrow. Some of the best football guests, from Armando Salguero and John McClain to Trey Wallace and Bobby Carpenter, plus the top headlines and reaction to the college football and NFL weekend. The Chiefs go for dynasty mode with Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and Andy Reid. They're the favorite, right? Yeah, they have to be. The AFC goes through Arrowhead, but the Bengals and Jets—they're all in to reach Vegas. And the Bills and Dolphins are also confident. Withrow, what about college football? Can you say three-peat? That's what they're hoping to say in Athens, Georgia, as the Bulldogs continue their march to college football dominance, while a cast of usual characters led by Michigan, Ohio State, and Bama nip at their heels. There's plenty of craziness on a week-to-week basis. Pull up to the bar with us each weekday afternoon. We're streaming live 36 p.m. Eastern across the Outkick Network. Podcasts available everywhere, and always check out Outkick.com. NFL and college football covering your favorite teams. Outkick's Hot Mike with Hutton and Withrow. Roberto is thinking, it's none of your stinking business where I'm going, Margarita. Roberto is very bored with this conversation. This is an unhappy beanie.
the morning stream. Damn it. Why does it do that? It's only once in a while. It's going to irritate the hell out of me. Hey, that was great, Brian. Who was that band again so I know who to find later? Yeah, from their brand new album, The Feelings Cure. That is The Setting Sun and a song called, uh, I want to put only the Good Die Young. It's just called Good Die Young. Not only the, just Good Die Young. Just the Good Die Young. Not a, not a Billy Joel cover. No. Uh, no. But the Good Do Die Young, I don't like it. It's true. A lot of real a-holes out there just living, you know? Just living forever. Just forever. Yeah. And some of them, well, never mind. I might get into that. <laughs> I'm going to throw myself a rope here. All right. Uh, yeah, that's good. Good. We good. are going to bring Bill in if I can remember yeah. how to do it. Here it is. Uh, we didn't have him last week, so it'll be nice to reconnect with the old feller uh, somewhere. There's still something <laughs> wrong, feller. isn't there, Bill? <laughs> hey, look, it's that old feller, Bill Duran, joining us on a Tuesday to talk about making and making things and all that fun stuff. Bill, welcome back. Hello, Bill. Hello. He might be muted, he's Bill. He's in the call, but he's may, might be muted. Muted. Yes. Wrong microphone, perhaps? Press, press all the buttons until we can hear you. Could, all the buttons. Could be, be anything, really. Uh, could be uh, faulty. There it is. Oh, there he oh, is. Oh, hello. Good deal. Hi. <laughs> How are you? It was an un- unplug and plug back in situation. Ah, we all, all have right. those occasionally. But it's nice to have you back. How are you, man? I'm doing good. Yeah. Good. Yeah. You had, yeah. A, you had a little extra time away from TMS. Probably busy making something rad. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah, well, if I'm honest, I've been playing an awful lot of that new Zelda game. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Breath of the Wild 2.0. How far <laughs> How far are you? And by that, I mean, have are you still tinkering like a weirdo like everyone else? Or are you actually progressing in the story? How's it going? Uh, I'm tinkering. And that's what I'd like to talk about today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. yeah. Great. Let's do it. I love it. Oh, yeah. So, um, obviously, video games, for my my creative career, video games have been my muse. And this one is a good one. This is the kind of game where you play it, and it makes you want to build stuff in the real world. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I've been getting lots of ideas, and I want to talk about those ideas. I want to give you a, a, a glimpse into my mind when I'm going through these games. All right. Uh, and, but I don't want to start with the disclaimer. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about some ideas I've been brainstorming, but this does not in any way commit me to making any of this stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so don't, sure. uh, don't, I don't want to hear people asking me when I'm going to build all this stuff. You want, to weld, you want to weld a mining cart to a shield so you I can do. use it as a, as a skateboard. I know. I'm yes. sure. Yeah. Uh, and also, uh, please feel free to take any of the ideas and run with them. I will not have enough time to make all this stuff. <laughs> okay. uh, so obvious, the first obvious thing is props and costumes. This game and so many other games are full of a wide arrangement of uh, especially costumes in this game because you yeah. have all, all the different sets of armor. Um, there's new ones. There's old ones. There's cosmetic ones to find down in the Underdark or whatever they're calling it. Um, and then the weapons, there's a lot of cool weapons and the, you can stick weapons to other weapons, which is also fun, which again, opens the world of possibilities for things to make. In fact, you can make some real world props, hand, like hand prop size, one for one things, and then make that, make it so you can stick them together. you can be running around with Dragon Con with a whole bunch of different things, different arrangements that you could set up. And I think that'd be really fun. Yeah, it would. would be really cool. You think you're going to see a lot of that this year? Like a oh, cosplay? Oh, with... I bet we are. Yeah, yeah. I bet you do too. Yeah. yeah. 
That'd be cool. Um, and of course, we have a, a new race. We have the Zonai, um, our buddy Rauru that we meet early on. It's new space I, goats. Yeah. New space goats, absolutely. Um, <laughs> I don't think I'll be making that as a costume, especially the hair. It's just a lot. It would be hard to fit that in my suitcase. <laughs> but again, I bet someone's going to make that guy as a costume, and it would be extraordinary. Yeah. Uh, but uh, props and costumes aside, there's a bunch of other really crazy cool stuff I'd love to build. And this game has so many wacky things. Uh, first of all, I'm sure someone's actually done this before, but I had the idea to make Link on his glider. You know, you spend lots of time flying around mm-hmm. on his glider. Mm-hmm. Yep. B- build that as a drone. As a little drone. You can fly your own Link around, right? Yes. Yeah. Why not? Yes. With That's him dangling so cool. there. Yeah. Uh, I love the look of that glider too. I love flying around on a glider. Yeah, me too. I, I'm, I spend about fifty percent of my time in the air. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, awesome. it's the only way to get around too, especially when you get shot way up in the air and you can yes. just fly wherever you want. <laughs> yeah. And not only that, people are people are finding really clever ways to shoot yourself up in the air with all the different Zoni devices. Right, a rocket attached to a shield, or sure, yeah. Yeah. or a rocket attached to a core rock. Uh huh. <laughs> Those poor little guys have endured a lot of abuse. Uh, yeah. I also found out you can use a Korok as a platform for your vehicle. You can just uh, stand on him. And really? put a little Yeah. You can use him as building uh, <laughs> devices. I've seen people collecting many Koroks and sticking them together. And huh. Using them in fun and creative ways. Yeah, they kind wow. of a, it's a kind of a torture simulator for the poor things. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. They're, they're durable. They're fine. Yeah, they're okay. So uh, another so there's this whole crafting system in the game, and it is the thing that has really sparked a lot of um, ideas for me and many many other people. Uh, in fact, there's a subreddit called Hyrule Engineering um, that is. <laughs> Where all the craziest ideas are. I'll drop a, a link in the in Discord okay. for you there. Oh my god. So it's yeah. like combine all the things you can combine to make cool things. Oh, and people are going insane. Like I really need to get more battery slots for my goods because oh, yeah. I don't have enough yeah. power to power these things. People are building uh they're like recreating metal gear in this game, like full size mechs that shoot lasers <laughs> and cannons and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so if you want ideas, go through that subreddit and just see a bunch of the crazy stuff people are making. This guy made a uh, a boat that has a laser that shoots all the fish and then a scooper to scoop them all up. You just drive around in a, in a lake. Wow. <laughs> just murdering all the oh fish and then scooping them all up. So so how uh, the energy system in the game, it's like a little battery thing. Yeah. Um, yeah. How do you maximize? Is there a way to maximize that more yeah. than I see it? Because that's, that's the to, one downside. It feels like they're always running out of power, the stuff. Yeah. You have yeah. to collect a ton of the Zonite metal, and then you have to turn that in for uh, crystallized charges, and then you have to turn those in to get more batteries. Wow. It's a little convoluted, but yeah. uh, I'm working on it. I don't have enough. I need more. Yeah. I spent like- a lot of time down in the uh, gloomy under underside. Oh my gosh, there's so much uh, stuff here. Holy crap, this yeah. Reddit yeah. is amazing. It's bananas. So uh, wow. so yeah, the one you're playing there, the guy used a fan and the recall thing just to be a cheap way to launch himself way up in the air. Mm. So clever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this got me thinking, someone, someone else should do this. I'm not going to do it. I don't have enough time. What if you built a little scale set of all these pieces uh, that you could 3D print and put magnets in to have like a little toy set to make yeah. build your own things? Yeah, yeah, that'd be cool. Love that. So like a couple fans and a uh, then some wheels and uh, some wood, wood, little wood plank platform thing. Oh, and, totally. Uh, maybe um, maybe Nintendo will uh, steal your idea. 
You never know. Uh, go for it. Go. I'd be happy. I yeah. had the same thought about Astroneer. I would love to have a little toy set of mm. all the vehicles in Astroneer yeah. that you can yeah. snap together because it's so modular. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So happy. Wow. All the all the little storage platforms and uh, things like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Little all the little materials. Print out a mm-hmm. bunch of little 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 tiny little uh, resins and yeah. Uh, and you can the magnet compounds. them all. Yeah. yeah. That'd be so good. That one, I, and I would love to build a. That, that's been on my list for forever since I first played Astroneer. Is an RC rover mm-hmm. that I could stick little things to. Yeah, <laughs> dude, this is great. I um, want. Uh, why don't you? This should be one of your things. Print a thing, show that it works. Uh-huh. Nintendo uh-huh. will call you, I'm sure, uh-huh. and say, "Bill, <laughs> let's get together." Right? You live there in Washington, the Nintendo of America. I've been there. Yeah, you know all of you, yeah. and you know have, some people. I have people. friends there. I, I have I have an in. All right, we're done deal, everybody. Watch for yep. this hot yeah, new yeah. line of Nintendo toys. They're going to bring them to, to real life. Oh yeah, coming soon. So, so I mentioned the Koroks. So there's the Koroks with little backpacks that they can't move because their backpacks are so heavy, mm-hmm. and I think they're hysterical. <laughs> I love that you got to bring them to their Help friend. Me. My friend is over there. Help! Help. Yeah, the, the fun, creative ways people are using, and I've been using to get them over there. I like to just stick them to the the um, the uh, harness on my horse. Just drag them there. It seems to be the fastest way. <laughs> just going oof the whole time, or uh, making making a uh, put one on a wheel. He didn't like that, but nope. it got us there. Nope. Just just rotates and yeah, just oof, 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 the oh whole my time. god, hilarious! But uh, I would love to build a full size one of those guys, um, like uh, inflatable, like a an inflatable mm. balloon sort of thing with mm-hmm. a weight on the bottom, so he's kind of like a weeble wobble. Mm-hmm. Just leave a, just leave a couple of those around DragonCon yeah. for people to just you know bounce around yeah. and kick around and. Get them to their friends. Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah for get sure. them to their friends. I figure you could you could sew like an outer um, pouch for it, a lightweight outer pouch, and then just blow up a balloon or a, or a beach ball inside of them there, and have yourself your own inflatable Korok. You should it's do it. Amazing. Why don't you should be yeah. the guy at DragonCon to do it? That's and, a maybe. We'll yeah, see. Yeah, I'm not sewing is kind of my Achilles heel. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, and then my last idea here, there's the um, Zonai constructs, and mm. I think those would make extraordinary mm. puppets. Mm. The mm. Um, the sort of mechanical dudes you have to fight, or sometimes there's oh, nice ones you yeah. can talk to. Yes. Oh yeah, that like they expand out with their lung yeah. necks and stuff. Yeah. It would yeah. be a really difficult um, costume because they have so much negative space and they don't have legs. Mm-hmm. But I think as a puppet, that would be so. Cool. That would look really cool. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. So dude. these, I am now releasing these ideas into the public domain. <laughs> <laughs> yep, the word's out now. So uh, no, yeah. no need to pay Bill. Just maybe give him a little bit of credit for the idea. Yeah, just sure. say, hey, this is inspired by by a dude more, on a show. Absolutely. More importantly, if you do make anything like this or anything from the new Zelda game, just tweet him at me. I just want to see these ideas. Yeah, and this yeah. Reddit do go, everybody. It's High Rule yeah. Engineering, and this subreddit is amazing. Yeah. Oh, that the one you're playing right now. I had so much trouble fighting those guys with swords and stuff. And yeah. This guy is a flying mech raining laser oh, hellfire from the God. sky. It was a much better way to do it. Yeah, that's the way. See, that's yeah. what's crazy wow. is the game has no set solutions. That's so no. impressive to me. So few games let you do that where you, yep. there is progression, but and you th- and you'll think your idea is janky, right? You'll go, I mm-hmm. don't. This isn't going to work. But then it does, and you're like, what? Mm-hmm. Freaking! Mm-hmm. I made it. Uh, Bill, always, <laughs> always uh, cool stuff from you. Very inspirational. Do you have a bonus link for us this week? 
I do. Uh, this is a new YouTube channel to me. This is a guy out of the UK. He has a channel called New Yorkshire Workshop, and he is a, um, a carpenter. Oh, and wow. He, this specific video, he's building a plywood sink basin uh, for his own house. He's got this ancient house in the UK that he's been updating. And uh, building things out of plywood is really cool because it's so accessible. And he's made this really gorgeous sink out of it. Oh, yeah. Look at all this stuff. Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. I, you know what he's doing here? He's making a... Um, <laughs> what is this? New Yorkshire. Okay. Making a 13,000 euro or pound table, I guess. Turntable. Is this for like a record table? Hold on. I think it's for uh, oh. lathing, right? Or maybe not. Is it? Hold on. No, it's an actual record player. It is an actual record player. He's okay, making cool. this. Wow. Oh, what? Look at that beautiful thing. Uh-huh. All out of plywood and like a fancy veneer, it looks like. Wow. Huh. Some chrome stuff. Okay, well, he's next level, this guy. Jeez. Mm -hmm. Jeez Louises. All oh, right. Wow. Can use that guy when the zombies come. Hey, Bill. <laughs> it's uh, been nothing but pleasure to have you on as usual. People need to check out PunishProps.com uh, if they haven't already and subscribe to your YouTube channel. We'll see you next Tuesday. All righty. See you guys. Bye now. See you, Bill. Bye now, Bill. Bye. Bye. All right. I have uh, word. Putting that link up for folks who visit QuickTMS.li. Very nice. Uh -huh. I do like that side. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's do some of this. Science. Bob is hungry. And the soup looks good. Oh, it went quiet for some reason. I gotta figure out what's going on with this thing. <laughs> um, You're having so much fun with the new Farragut. Yeah, it's working great. Uh, hey, Bobby Frankenberger, welcome back to the show, and let's do some science. What do you say about that? I say that's amazing. You know, I too have been playing a lot of Zelda. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Been yeah. noticing so I, it on your on your B reel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. that's usually what I'm doing when it pops up because I'm playing it all the time. So I wanted to talk to you about the elemental properties of Choo Choo Jelly. What? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> is that even a thing? Is that really a thing in the game, Choo Choo Jelly? That's really a thing, Choo Choo Jelly. Yeah. Man. You know, Choo Choo's. The, they've been in the game for yeah. ever. The little slime blob things that jump around. Sure, sure. Uh, I need to. I don't have the game yet, but I've been watching my daughter play it. And the reason yeah. I don't have it yet, I told Brian this already, but normally I'd be right on this. But I have five copies floating around my household. <laughs> my yeah. three kids plus two others that I know of are all in and out of here with that game all the time. Really? Someone's oh going to fall five. off of Jeez. it. Someone's going to get bored. Someone's going to not finish. Someone's going to have to go on a trip. And I'm going to take their cartridge. That's how that's going to work. I wanted to play. I I love Zelda. It's my favorite franchise of all time. Um but uh, it's uh, I, w I wanted to be able to play it so bad. I we almost bought two here because my daughter mm. is really into it as well, and um, we bought physical ones because we have more than one switch, you know. Mm. Um, or we bought the one physical chip because of having more than one switch, and I almost bought two so that I would not, so I would not have to take turns. Yeah, see, this is the problem. <laughs> Does it do the saves locally, and then when they run it, the saves aren't on the cartridge, right? That's no, it's no, independent no. from the thing. Okay. Start locally. Yeah. So I just need one of my kids to just get yeah. sick of it or something. Problem yeah, is the game's so good. good. They're not. I mean, good luck having the most highly rated video game of all time and have my right. kids get sick of it. Damn and it. It's so massive. 
that you know they're you know even if they get tired of completing challenges or quests or anything like that there is so much mm-hmm. just exploration that they can do yeah, yeah i should just get yeah. it i don't know i'm just like I, I don't even know why it's that big a deal and it's 70 bucks it's not cheap but knowing yeah, there are five expensive. of them floating around it's just like why am i doing this anyway yeah yeah <laughs> uh but that's probably not what you brought with you today what did you really bring what are you doing i wanted to talk to you about diapers and concrete sweet okay i'll see you yep bye bye everyone <laughs> Uh, that sounds great. How are those two connected? I wonder. Um, so, so there's a the research team. In, there, yeah. Well, the choo choo jelly. Yeah. Um, Hylian bass. I don't mm. know. Sizzlefin trout. Um, the uh, there's a research team in Japan that's reporting that they've used diapers to incorporate it into concrete without reducing its structural integrity at all. So a way to recycle used diapers. Oh my gosh. Yeah, but won't there wow. be won't there be a problem later where it's like a smell? Yeah, what's maybe? wrong with your house? It smells weird. You know what I mean? <laughs> or have they know, figured that part out? What, like what's wrong with your M M&M and M store? Why does it smell like a baby's <laughs> diaper? Yeah, that is exactly. That's really what's going on over there. Yeah. Um, no, so so finding ways to make concrete more environmentally friendly is that's been a huge goal people have had for decades, right? Because concrete is not great for the environment. It's an amazing structural. Let's get. It's amazing material mm. to use for for construction. It's it's enabled us to. Some would argue that it was one of the factors that made the Roman Empire so successful. Is is concrete, or at least why things have lasted for as long as they have. And we've only improved upon the concrete in in small ways since then, right? Yeah. But but uh. The process of making concrete puts a ton of CO2 into the atmosphere. I didn't know that. Uh, why? Why is that exactly? I didn't realize that was a thing. Well, concrete is the what it's so concrete is made up of two main parts. You've got the the cement. Many people don't know that cement and concrete are different things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, cement is one of the components of concrete. The other stuff is the aggregate, which is so basically concrete is just a bunch of. If you really want to simplify it, it's just a bunch of small rocks like being rocks held together with concrete. Yeah. yeah. Um, so concrete is, uh, or I'm sorry, it's held together with cement. Got to use my mm. terms correctly. Sure. Um, but the cement itself, the process of making that, it's a chemical process. It's a, The main components of cement are lime and clay. And you increase the heat of those, like you, you heat those up to thousands of degrees. Uh, and it chemically changes them. And just that chemical reaction and the heating up and that whole process just releases a bunch of CO2 into the atmosphere. It's it's one of the byproducts of the chemical reaction that's going on. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, uh, and, and the whole process is just very exothermic and puts a lot of CO2 into the atmosphere. It's one of the major contributors, I think, to how much carbon we have in the atmosphere, actually. So it's it's a big thing, a big problem that uh, that people want to solve. Um, and so even the UN a few decades ago sort of like laid down some suggested building codes to, to have concrete have less environmental impact and also to decrease its cost, which is uh, kind of illustrates the, the, the like competing issues with concrete. The one that it's bad for the environment and two that it's very good for uh like like 
architecture and construction and everything, the reason they wanted to decrease the cost of producing concrete is because a lot of developing nations who want to, it, it would benefit them to have low cost building materials like concrete mm. that are easy to make, you know? Sure. That makes so, sense. And we, use a, we sure use a lot of that, right? Because concrete is like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what to compare this to, to any other era of humanity, but it's like the very foundation for lack of yeah. a better term, of how we build everything I mean, today. quite literally. Basic building yeah. block. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like literally yeah, I mean, foundation. The foundation yeah. in your home is made of concrete, yeah. almost certainly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I guess I don't ever, I've never really had to think about how it was made or, or you know. Yeah. It, yeah. Uh, and it's it's been made that way forever. The Romans developed this lime and clay process, right? Mm. Um, ancient Romans. Sure. And, um, but, but it's, it's, it's not great for the environment. Anyway, so the idea is if you can add some, if you can find a way to uh, either cut down on the footprint of concrete on the environment, or you can use the process of making car- concrete as a means to, you know, recycle something else, then that helps to to benefit overall. There's so much concrete that is used wouldn't it be great if you could use one of the materials in the concrete as a recycled material? So I guess, I'm just speculating here, but I guess that's why they decided to try diapers? Mm. I don't... <laughs> well, it's a renewal. I, I it more as, as yeah. just a way of recycling diapers or using diapers that, you know, it doesn't help, it doesn't reduce what it takes to produce concrete, but it makes right. you use less concrete because you're supplementing with diapers. And so that's the, that's the offset. Well, it, it reduces the amount of ag- the aggregate because it's the, yeah. the, the, right. the diapers oh, that you're right, using are replacing the aggregate. So you're they're not holding, really right, you're holding the diapers yeah. together instead of gravel. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah, no, um, it's time to like two birds, yeah. one stone though, right? Cause we're going to keep pooping out the diapers and we're going to need the concrete. If you can figure yeah. out a way to take one horribly non-renewable, thing that we throw right. away every day and use it in a place that is also known for, I don't know, its impact on the environment. And so that would be less. Yeah. Why not? Why not? Combine exactly. Because mm-hmm. diapers, disposable diapers also are something that f- are filling up landfills. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so yeah. So they did this in Japan. The whole process is they first to answer your initial jokey question, uh, they sanitize the diapers. <laughs> okay. um, they they put it in like a high concentration solution of sodium chloride, which is just a fancy way of saying salt. Um, it's a very briny solution they put it in. I guess that kills all the bacteria. Then they dry out the them and then they shred them up and then throw them into the concrete mixture. Okay. And they found that they were able to use as much, they were able to replace as much as 10% of the aggregate in the concrete that's used for structural components, like like in roads or load-bearing walls. Um, with they could add they could replace as much as 10% without compromising the integrity of the of the concrete. And for non-structural concrete. So things for like non-load bearing walls or or like cement pavers on the ground or something like that. They could do as much as 40% of that. Oh wow. And not compromise the integrity of the concrete itself. Wow. So uh I like this. This is a great idea. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Yeah. How okay, here's yeah. a, here's a pr- practical question though. Now you got to figure out how to get all the diapers and separate them from everything else. 
do you uh well that's true yeah so what so what's that look like like do we have to like do they just send people into landfills to go pick out the diaper <laughs> yeah yeah like i don't know how you sift through the existing stuff or even have a plan for the future where everyone is i don't know there are new cans that everybody tosses them in then you start talking about huge costs and tax dollar stuff and you know you that's really smart scott you have the right brain for that because those are these are what are called like externalized costs right that are that that are not directly related but but other externalized costs that contribute to like wh- like what does the end-to-end process look like right because if you have to create you know, drop, you know, because it's not unreasonable to think that people would be able to to hold on to these dirty diapers and then and drop them somewhere because, you know, you've got like diaper pails. If you've, you've got, mm-hmm. if you've ever had kids and you've got grandkids now, so like you've got, it's, you don't just throw it into your trash anymore. <laughs> I mean, you can, but most people usually get these like diaper genies or, mm-hmm. or some trash can that is, that is designated for dirty diapers. Right. So you've already got them. Yeah. (laughs) So you've already got them. That's exactly what they look. That is the perfect description. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Uh, But that is that you've already got them sort of segregated from your, from your regular trash. So it's not unreasonable to think you could just easily dump them into these drop boxes. But like you said, Scott, if that's going to create, you're going to have to build an infrastructure, drop points for these things. Mm-hmm. Then maybe people have to drive trucks to go pick them up. Like, is that going to cause more trucks on the road? Like, mm-hmm. all sorts of are is scaling this up going to create? You know, like, like what about the sanitiz- sanitizing centers for these diapers and right. and stuff like that? Is that going to create? Um, sc- is scaling it up going to create problems that kind of make this a wash, or or is it actually going to? That's that's where whenever you have a new technology, that's where the rubber hits the road. Rubber meets the road is is that uh is when you go to scale it up, right? So because if you said if you suddenly had a, 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 a initiative that said, all right, everybody, government funded uh, buckets and they're out in front, and every Tuesday you're gonna take all your diapers and put them out on the road, and then we're gonna come pick them up, specialized pickups, and take them to a specific place, and then haul them right. all over the country. Like the more I say those words, the more the money adds up, right? It starts mm-hmm. to right. really pile up, and I don't know if they could ever go that far. So that's always this big issue right. of renewables. It's like we have, on the one hand, we want everybody to have their own little plot of land, have a house or an apartment or whatever it is, and you're all doing your thing, and, and we haven't really thought ahead to like how do we automate that right. things things like right. this, you know. So, but what it does say to me, and I don't know how much people are have been doing this for a long time and the only reason we're hearing about this one is because it's funny it's about diapers you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) it seems funny Mm -hmm. um but what it does say is that to me is that oh well maybe this won't work but i'd never thought about the fact that maybe we should try a lot of different things as aggregate and concrete you know uh, part of me wonders why do they choose diapers right but but it's the reason i wonder that is because well, is concrete just being like? Could you just use that as a, as a trash can sort of like, mm-hmm. like something somewhere to shove something that you don't want in a landfill? Mm-hmm. Could you just shove it into concrete, to and and it's still and the concrete still be okay, right? You know, so mm-hmm. maybe this is just the some early steps in rethinking other things that we don't want to like. Maybe could we shred up uh, plastic? Mm-hmm. 
and put it into concrete as an aggregate would how how would that yeah is maybe we're getting integrity? to the point where you could take an entire landfill and just shred it you know the the guts right. of all landfills <laughs> like mm-hmm. if it's all mushed up enough maybe the main cost is just well what's this weird hardware that'll do that and what's the chemical process to run it through so it's not toxic caustic or otherwise whatever and then then it's just a matter of shipping it to whoever makes concrete right right Right. Like, mm-hmm. right. That could be exactly. profitable. That could actually be a profitable thing. Like I could see that mm-hmm. being a moneymaker for somebody instead of a huge draw on public resources. So, um, yeah. Yeah. That yep. sounds great. When I'm older and I got the, the, the adult diapers, <laughs> uh, I hope by then they'll be putting me in concrete. That'd be cool. Yeah. yeah. That's what you should do though, is you should just turn it into con- your, your, your adult diapers into concrete. Yeah. I mean, that's and my build, plan. Build your grandchildren a whole house. Yeah. But by, by then we'll be three, 3d printing it out of, Right. Use diapers. That'll be the plan. Well, likely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Brian won't be buying filament. He'll be buying diapers. No, I'll be buying diapers and I'll have a filament, a, a, a diaper filament producer. Yep. Uh, the hot end will be your butthole. That's right. Oh, yep. Perfect. Perfect. Yep. Yes. That's what you want. Uh, well, well done, Bobby, as always. I love hearing stuff like this because I don't know. I feel like this stuff doesn't ever surface in the mainstream news, you know? Well, that's so, where I, that's where I you find come it in. in the science news. That's right. So. That's where you come in and boldly go. That's where I, yeah, I'm in the science news, so you don't have to be, right? <laughs> Damn straight. Uh, Perfect. Speaking yes. of which, let's uh, tell people where your cool science podcast is and what you guys are talking about this week. We have a podcast called All Around Science. My co-host Mora and I talk about just whatever is, whatever we find interesting in science that week. And um, the uh, this past one, the one that just came out yesterday, we talked about, speaking of plastics, I did a whole feature on uh, microplastics and and what they are. But, but in terms of, because there's some news that came out, uh, re- some research that was done on a, on a recycling plant, like a plastic recycling plant, where they found out that while you might be recycling the plastic in that plant, um, it turns out that that plant might be spewing so much millions and billions of pounds of microplastics into the into the uh, environment. I don't so, like that. Uh, yeah. No. That's no, not good. Not something not something that we really planned for or thought ahead about and um and uh Mora on the show makes the makes the the comment the the comparison that microplastics really might be the the leaded the lead of our of our generation of our of our sure. current time you know wow yeah and that's an interesting way of looking at it it's the asbestos yeah. of 2023 exactly right because yeah. it's so obviously so tiny that, yeah uh, yeah that's it. another good comparison something that lead and asbestos mm-hmm. both materials that were were like really huge boons material science advances Mm-hmm. That were like, yay! This is amazing, and then we don't find out until it's fully incorporated into our environment how, how bad, bad it is. It is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So hopefully we're smarter about that moving forward. Do you know if um, uh, this stuff floating off of Canada is anything I should worry about? Is it all just trees and shit, or do we know? Do we know what's burning up there? Is it's it well, it's definitely poutine? trees, and yeah. I actually have been asking more uh, a lot about that because those fires are are very close to where she lives. Oh, like, oh right. Geez. Like very very close. Like I'm checking in as often as I can to be like, you're not uh you're not on fire yet, are you? Because that's I hope you are not. Like that's how close it is that I'm I'm God. worried about it daily. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. We'd like so. her not to be on fire if we can help that. That would be mm-hmm. that'd be great. 
Yeah. Uh, well, all right then. Uh, more uh, over there, all around science. Find it wherever you get your podcasts. Bobby, a pleasure has been ours by having you here. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I don't know if you felt it too, but we felt the play. Damn it, Discord, you did the thing again. Hold on. Freaking yeah. Discord. I'm still here. You can't. Why does it do that? It sometimes does, sometimes doesn't. I don't understand. All right. Oh, Science. There. I kicked him out. <laughs> Finally, it kicks him out, but it reboots everything. That doesn't make any sense. Of to course. Me. Of course. Bastard thing. Oh, maybe it's the days I said it to another region that it doesn't do it. Oh, right. Because it's always Bobby in the South or something. Yeah. All right. I may have learned something hmm, there. That's an interesting correlation. Yeah. yeah, let's find out if it is also causation. We'll do that All off air. Right. Yeah. Uh, that's going to do it for today's show, except I do have a text I want to read real quick and a quick reminder. The text goes like this. This is from Infected Mind. He says in episode 2449, the first week of April, I'm behind in listening. You talked about liking women versus men doctors. I think that was me in particular. Mm-hmm. Yep. My hypothesis is that for, uh, sorry, is the reason some people, guys and or guys presenting, may like them better is that they may perceive them to be more compassionate than men due to the many older generation of men growing up not allowed to have feelings. Uh, I've thought about that, but I didn't, I wasn't raised that way. You're not, you're not, right, you're not, uh, you grew up in a a family that was compassionate regardless of gender. Your dad was just as compassionate as your mom was. Yeah, maybe even more so than my mom. Mm -hmm. No offense, mom, Mm -hmm. but maybe a little bit more. (laughs) Um, I don't, I don't think in this case, I'm not saying this isn't sometimes the case for some people, but I think in my case, it's not that I don't, honestly, I don't know what it is. Mm -hmm. And I don't, somebody also wrote and said, maybe it's cause you're, you just, you know, I don't think you're much of a homophobe, but maybe you got just a little bit of a nervousness (laughs) about the homophobe business. And I I don't want a doctor, man, doctor touching my penis. (laughs) You know, like kind of a George getting a massage kind of problem. Um, I don't think that's it either. I don't, have I, it doesn't that's not what it's not even like it uh, um repels me it's just sure she's sure. a lady cool let's do that yeah I don't, know. I don't know i don't feel this way about dentistry but maybe that's because i've never seen a female dentist in my life i know they exist oh I've really never yeah. seen one you know um oh, all- we had one i was i was trying to think if i ever had one yeah we had one when uh tristan was younger Perfect smiles, or someplace that was really close to our house that we went to, and uh, yeah, and she was really good. Except she had to show uh, Tristan would not let you put anything into his mouth unless you showed it to him, and he looked at it, got it first, right? So, so hold on, what do you put in my mouth? Uh, this needle to numb your gums so that we can do stuff with your teeth. Does he still do okay. that today? Is he still uh, no, uh, no, no, he's a lot, he's he's completely uh, fine from that stuff. But boy, that that freaked out the dentist the first time that he put up his hands while she was coming in with a uh, <laughs> uh, with a hypodermic needle. It was like, oh, whoa, can't do that. Yeah, no, it's yeah. he was he was taking charge of his own life. Yeah. I like it. Well, anyway, thanks for uh, the text, Infected Mind. If you want to send one like him, you can. 801-471-0462 is that number, or you can email us, themorningstream at gmail.com. Quick reminder about our Discord. Lots of fun in there. We just gave away a one-terabyte Samsung SSD drive nice. for free. Uh, big cool. Big thanks and courtesy of the folks over at Doghouse Systems. Uh, more of that and, and other smaller stuff coming. There's always something to give away. In fact, uh, uh, Tanner, our good pal Tanner in our uh, in our community, gave away two copies 
a Breath of the Wild, or sorry, Tears oh, of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Yeah. And uh, that was just recently as well. So if you want to be a part of that, you just join our Discord. It doesn't take anything to get in there. It's no, it's no, there's no door or password or anything weird. You just go frogpants.com slash Discord. Join us today and uh, hang out with the community and have a good time. It's a good place to be. All right, that's going to do it for us. Without uh, mentioning this, or I do have to mention this, patreon.com slash TMS is how the show is fueled. It's how the engine runs. Without you and your occasional uh, contributions, there is no show. So please continue that, uh, those who are there. And if you haven't joined yet, it's never been easier. Patreon.com slash TMS. That's going to do it. Let's get out of here. Brian, you have music to play to go? Yeah, I have songs. I have a song. Uh, okay. By the way, Tanner now in Japan and sending photos, and I'm so freaking jealous. I wish I was there right now. Yeah, he seems to have a good time already. So yeah. Good for All him. right. Pirate Ian wrote in and said, Hi, Soggy and Bottom. This year I'm turning the ripe old age of 40. A pirate looks at 40. Just just, just dawned on me. Um, and was hoping to get a song to celebrate. No FX was a staple of my youth, and they recently did a split with Frank Turner. Anything off that would be great, but I leave the decision in your more than capable hands. Can I get a honk? Ah! Love oh, the show, though. Pirate Ian. I bet we can. I was just looking at that file, and I found it the other day. Hold on. It's right here. Okay. There you go. There it is right it's there. And it's his 40th birthday, Scott. You know what that means. Oh, that means this. Let's party. Happy birthday. Perfect. Well done. Uh, so there were no covers, unfortunately, on that NoFX Frank Turner split, but I uh, did find a uh, NoFX cover that I haven't played on the show before. I'm really surprised. This is by a band I really like called Streetlight Manifesto. Uh, go listen to uh, Hammond's and my uh, episode of Soundography all about... Oh, I'm forgetting the guy's name that's been in all these other things and, and Streetlight Manifesto being one of those. Mm. Um, anyway, they did a cover of NoFX's Linoleum and included on their 2010 all-cover album, 99 Songs Good morning, of good morning, everybody. Oh my gosh, it did it again. Sorry, ignore that. <laughs> Frick. Sorry, go ahead, Brian. <laughs> no worries. Uh, anyway, uh, Streetlight Manifesto on their 99 Songs of a Revolution album uh, from 2010 included this cover of Linoleum by NoFX. Here it is right now. All right, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Possessions never meant anything to me. Yeah, I'm not crazy. Well, that's not true. I've got a bed and a guitar and a dog named Babu pisses on my floor. That's right, I've got a floor. So what? So what? So what? Yeah, I've got pockets full of Kleenex and linen holes where everything important to me just seems to fall right down the lake and I'm to the floor. Full of change That's me on the street With a violin under my chin Playing with a grin Singing gibberish That's me On the back of the bus That's me in the cell That's me inside your head That's me inside your head
If you like what you just heard, there's a very good chance you will like all the shows on the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com. Well, this was the zinger of all zingers. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.